Hello everyone and welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly show where we talk about stuff we watch and like to watch. I'm your lady host, Sonia Stanger, and with me today are two beautiful people, host Sean Denham and Hi. beautiful special guest Ellen Legui. Hey! Hi yes, guys. Sonia, you're not the only lady host in the building. <laughs> not the only lady host today. We got Again, a lady co-host. Two weeks I know, in a row. Two in a row. Yes, thank you for filling in last week, Ellen. You're welcome. Could, it was you know, fun. I just my schedule is just so full right now. So, you know, it's just like I couldn't make time. And it's good for facing Jeremy just right out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've decided. No more Jeremy. <laughs> we've we've picked a Ligui. <laughs> Film studies major out. Exactly. As soon as Rory uh, is at least five, then she'll be taking over the role. Exactly. Yes. She has a lot to say about animated movies. <laughs> and you know what? I'm sure that's true. <laughs> so continuing with our little Disney series this week, this week we are talking about the live action Disney movies. So, you know, the ones with people in them. <laughs> um, I watched a few. I think you guys did too. So let's get right into it. What is your favorite live action Disney movie? Wow. I know. It's a controversial question. <laughs> There's so many options. Um, I don't know if this is favorite, but it's one that I watched a ton when I was a kid. And I watched this this last couple weeks. It was Bed Nails and Broomsticks. Oh, classic. Which is... I'm kind of weird. It's a weird film. Uh, it is about like a very uptight type A lady who, when I, as an adult, I'm like, I don't really like you actually. Or like, you're the type of person that we would really bump heads if we work together or something like that. <laughs> um, played by Angela Lansbury. And she also is secretly a witch. And uh, it's during World War II. And so she is seemingly forced to house three London children. Um, and then they find out she's a witch, and then they eventually fight Nazis together. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. really wild. And also, Angela Lansbury's only, like, she's, like, 45 in this film. Yeah, like, she's <laughs> like, not she's young. She's, like, 10 years older than me. <laughs> but she looks, she looks like an elder. You think? Anyway. Oh, we talked about this last time we talked about this movie, I think. Did we? Yeah, Probably. you said she looked old and I was offended. Well, I'm sorry to offend you again <laughs> on the basis of Angela Lansbury's age, but her styling. Yeah, I think it's partly the styling for sure. Yeah, like you can see, like she, there's parts where she's doing little dances and, you know, floating under the sea where you're like, oh yeah, you're not an elder, but... <laughs> <laughs> You're not of the time either. Yeah. But I like it because it's also age appropriate with her like love interest. I forget his yes. name. Mr. Banks. Mr. Banks. <laughs> and so I do like that because he's also pretty old. And he's a shady little character. Yeah, he's a huckster. Yeah. Have you ever okay, seen that's... this, Ellen? No, I actually haven't. It's like, yeah, it's... It's weird, and the there's a bit of an animation mm-hmm. uh, element because they're like they go to a different universe where it's like an island inhabited by animals. Nice. It's a really strange part of it. <laughs> the music's good, though. The music was good. Yeah, so I would recommend honestly. It's what from like the sixties. Yeah, I would say sixties. 
Mm-hmm. I need to put it on the list. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I like it's probably a pretty small list of Disney movies that you haven't seen. So like, I, I'm pretty <laughs> proud of us that we found one. And it ages pretty well. Yeah, I would Thanks. agree. That's good. Ellen, what's yours? Um, I wrote like a whole list. Like I have so many Same. that I love. But I'm going to go with Enchanted mm. because it is A, delightful, and B, the songs are delightful, and C, the story is a lo- is so lovely, and if I'm feeling down, I can rewatch this movie over and over again, and I just love it. It's so cute. I haven't watched it in a long time, actually. I think I should rewatch. Me too. It's adorable because like, Patrick is- Dempsey is in there going like, this is not how life works. And you're like, but it is. Now sing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love when he gets forced to sing. Yeah. There's that whole park song thing that I honestly had on a playlist for a while. I was like, yeah, this is good enough to just go on like regular playlists. (laughs) Love it. I should watch. I do know that Amy Adams is a bit of a Broadway gal. Yeah, and I would say the songs, the songs definitely have a like Broadway element or quality Mm -hmm. to them. I also Big really time. like that it started off animated and then went mm. into live action. Like that whole idea concept was really nice too. Yeah, I love it. Um, one of my, okay, I also had like a pretty long list. Once I got going on my list, I was like, oh, I actually like a lot of these movies. Um, but the one that I think I have to put at the top of the list is Holes. Nice. Holes? Excellent book. <laughs> I knew, Excellent movie. I knew, Sean. Yes. I knew you were going to feel that way. <laughs> I fully support you. (laughs) Thank you. I I thought you might. Um, Sean, what's your damage with holes? Okay, I didn't see holes when I was a kid. Um, I only saw holes as an adult. Uh, (laughs) Take that as you will. Um, But yeah, so I watched it this last week and it is cuckoo psycho. Like, it's so weird. Did you read the book when you were little? At Hmm? all? Did you read the book at all? No. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. See, I think the book, because it's very, like, I think you kind of have to be invested in the magic of the book a bit. Okay. And sort of the sweeping journey of it. And then to see it translated to film is more exciting. Because I was because like, it so is this Cuckoo is bananas. A, a teenage labor camp. Like, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. It was horrifying. And just Sigourney Weaver trying to cover up deaths everywhere. It was like a horrible, like, prison system. And also, but also the cast was very stacked, and I was yeah. surprised. It's got like John Voight, Sigourney Weaver, um, Patricia Arquette plays the most oh, random yeah. role. <laughs> yeah, as school teacher turned outlaw. Kiss and Kate. Um, Kiss and Kate. Kiss yeah. and Kate. Um, um, and then Shia LaBeouf. You're forgetting. Well, no, I'm not forgetting. Him. <laughs> He's there. He's, um, he's doing great. But yeah, it's this Disney film about murder and racism and <laughs> holes. Prison. Why the hole? <laughs> so it's so holes. good, though. The Who's book his is so dad? Good, honestly. Who's Shia LaBeouf's dad in the movie, too? Isn't he somebody? Oh, yeah. Henry Winkler plays yeah. his dad. Oh, yeah. Trying to invent a cure for stinky shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and the, so, his parents uh, seemingly do not care that their child was like, Wrong, wrongfully convicted they're well, just like well that's tried. bad luck and it's like <laughs> he could die <laughs> but no Such one knows that's the whole point yeah it's yeah. oh it's so good you should definitely read the book Sean next time you're looking for something to read 
Because the way, well, it's also going to be less magical because you know the twist kind of, but. True. Uh, anyway. I think it's um, on like a grade eight reading list or something like that. Like four mm. novel studies to read in grade eight. And my mom always did it and then immediately showed the movie because she was like, yeah, best movie. <laughs> yeah, like it's a really good adaptation, I feel. Yep. Okay, holes, divisive. I love it. Holes are divisive. <laughs> um, also, also, is that really what we should call it? Is that a better title? It, it is kind of funny. What's the working that title song, that's better? <laughs> that the song is uh, it slaps. What song? The song it's like, oh I can't do it. It's like dig it on, on, on dig it. <laughs> and then at one part it goes, You got to go and dig those holes. <laughs> Wow, do the boys sing this? I don't remember. No, it's just part of the It's soundtrack, just like over a I, montage or something like yeah, that. Yeah, oh. it's like the beginning actually maybe when they like get to the camp. Um, yeah. I, it would probably never leave my brain. I didn't know it was still in there, but it really was. It dug a hole right through. Or the song that he has to sing once he ca- carries the kid up the mountain. Like that, oh, that yeah. rhyme song. That one was good too. I'm oh. going to rewatch Holes literally right after this. Because <laughs> I didn't watch great. it this week. Um, honorable mentions on my list go to Freaky Friday, George of the Jungle, Mary Poppins, Flubber. Oh, yeah. Flubber was one that I watched a lot when I was a kid, too. Right? I feel like, oh, such a soothing, such a soothing and beautiful Robin Williams moment. Yeah. And you don't really know the characteristics of Flubber. Like, they kind of change (laughs) depending on what you want to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you it's, spray it on your butt and you can bounce up to a, a basketball hoop. I love it. <laughs> I just love it's so. I love a movie like that where they don't explain it and they're Flubber like, can make a car fly. <laughs> exactly. Flubber powered. Yes. Ugh. Okay, I wrote this question down, but I don't have an answer to it, and so it's fine if neither of you do either. What's the worst live action Disney movie? Well. <clears throat> I watched the live-action remake of Aladdin this week. Ooh, yeah. And, like, even though it's a newcomer, it's probably up there. It yeah. was, like, costuming was really was really. Ellen awesome. liked it. Ellen's yeah. shaking her head. I, 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 I liked it, guys. I liked it. I, I get okay, full, it's okay. not as good as the original. I'll give it no. that. I'm in the middle here. This is perfect. It's exactly like our Zoom call. We have Ellen, then me in the middle, <laughs> and then Sean, and that's how we fall on the spectrum of Aladdin. It's just this weird that there's hot genie, hot Jafar, hot <laughs> Aladdin. Like, how come they didn't make Iago hot? It just seems like they wanted everyone hot. And then Iago's, like, barely in it. Yeah. I know. And then I didn't realize he even he was voiced by Alan Tudyk, which is so rude to Gilbert Godfrey, who's still with us. Yeah, it is. I honestly think that's like why they minimized that character, because they were like, well, we can't make it Godfrey. We can't do Godfrey. They, we can't like we can't top that. We can't meet it even. So we'll just kind of make the character nothing. And like Will Smith's genie was fine, but his singing was so like no You're energy gonna diss at all. Will Smith singing. Come yeah, on. he had zero energy. He's like on. Arabian Nights, <laughs> no, Arabian <what>? Moons. <laughs> I don't I agree. Was like, what? What's so Are hard about it is that you compare it to Robin Williams, yeah. and like nobody can be better than that. So immediately you're at a disadvantage. You know who should have done it is Titus Burgess. That would have been <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. Um, but like, you know, they and that new song for El Jasmine. 
Yeah. And she's like, speechless. <laughs> it was like so, I don't, maybe, I don't know. It just felt so weird and out of nowhere. Ham-fisted. Like it feels very, it does. It feels very new generation of Disney movies to me. The new Jasmine song. It's like she's empowered now. Yeah. Um. I actually think that the genie parts were the best, and if it had all been the genie, then I would have loved it. I thought Mina Masood did so good. She did great. Um. Who? Uh, oh, why did Guy Ritchie direct it? What's the deal? <laughs> That was a bad spot with the like running through the market at the beginning. That song, so Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Oh, it that's true. Jeremy walked through the room and stopped at that point and was like, "Does Guy Guy Ritchie direct this?" I'm like, "Yes, he does." Wow. (laughs) Just from that sequence, he's got an eye for some Ritchie choreo, and that's why he doesn't get to be on the show anymore. (laughs) He knows too much. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. What I would like now is for each of us to tell the listeners about a live-action Disney movie that makes you feel nostalgic. Deep in your heart. Mm. If any. Um, I can begin. I can begin. Oh, Ellen? You no, it's okay. You go ahead. Um, I would like to talk about a, a little film called Homeward Bound, An Incredible Journey. Oh, my God. Me too. Cute. I I picked two though, so I can talk about that. Okay, great. I mean, we can we could talk about that for the rest of the hour, and I'd be pretty happy. Yes. It's just so. Oh, it's just so sweet and so cute. And also, like, you know, as a child trying to watch the the golden retriever get out of that hole at the end, holes come up again, Mm -hmm. and he just can't do it. It's really brutal. It's so upsetting. But then, spoiler alert, the fact that that's not the end for Shadow, I think, is important. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, impo- it, for me as a child, I think it would have wrecked me if that had turned out differently. Oh, yeah. That would have been shocking. But, I mean, that happens in kids' movies all the time. Does it? Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, Bambi, I guess, is my only example. <laughs> Yeah, but she's off, she's, she's off the bat. She's We've talked about dead parents on on in Disney movies before, but yeah. Okay, what are yours? I went um, with the Parent like, Trap. <gasps> yeah, with, like, like vintage Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan and yes. like just that delightful story. I know it's a remake of like an older Disney movie, but mm-hmm. that came out when I was eight, and I feel like Lindsay Lohan at that time was like. I don't know, eight or nine or ten. And yeah. it's just like exactly when like I got to see it in theaters and it was just delightful. And what a good movie. Like honestly. Oh, it's so good. It and her good. talking to so each well. like doing the twin role. It's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, it like no one could ever argue that Lindsay Lohan isn't a good actor because you can't tell me that that British accent isn't pretty solid for an eight year old. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, talking to yourself in a scene has got to get hard. Mm. It's got to be hard. And she had to, like, fence her and everything. Yeah. I know that there was another yeah. person and their faces uh, were covered, but still. But still. Right, okay. I was like, how did she fence her? <laughs> but also that fencing is a biological part. Like, you're just born a fencer. Exactly. Yeah, it's genetic. <laughs> they both it's know genetic. how to do it. Yeah. Um, or their peanut yeah. butter cookie thing or whatever it was. Oreos Oh, yeah. And they're butter. like, we love peanut butter. And they both do it the exact same way. 
Yeah, but, like, that actually would probably be genetic. Maybe, yeah. Weird things like that, like preferences and, like, um, mannerisms. I don't know. Eight-year-old Ellen was like, I have a twin out there somewhere, too. I need to go to camp, and then I'll find my twin. I feel like you don't really (laughs) reference the fact that their parents are psycho for doing it. (laughs) Exactly. It's so true. Why do that? You no longer have a sibling. They're like, no problem. We're divorcing. Let's just strip our twins in half. And we'll never flip a coin and see who gets which one. How did they pick? It's so rude. Social services would should be like, excuse me, that's not how we handle <laughs> twins. Children are not belonging. This is not how exactly. we handle separations. Ugh, that's um, I also really, the one that I watched the most when I was a kid was the Haley Mills version. Oh, yeah. From like Well, because as listeners know, Sean is 47. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a middle-aged man. <laughs> I don't know why I had all these 60s Disney movies in my possession, but... It's because you've always been a classic, Sean. Yeah. But then if, you, if you've if you watched the Haley Mills version, does the newer Parent Trap feel like like the new Aladdins and things like that that they're redoing? Like, was that kind of the... When the when you first saw it? No, the Parent still... Uh, I, I liked the both versions because they are kind of different. Um, they Like, Haley Mills has... A few songs which they didn't try to do in the new one which i kind of appreciate mm, yeah um also there's like a weird part in the old one where the mom bef- before she brings them back together gets a bunch of plastic surgery to like and when she goes to meet the dad again because she just wants to like look presentable and it's really <laughs> weird <you> do. <laughs> like just totally glossed over where she's like she just like got all this reconstructive surgery. I'm gonna <laughs> see my ex. I have to get my nose done. Yeah, and he's like, "Whoa, important you to look, look your good. best." Yeah, it's important to look your best. That's so funny. And I don't. I forget if this happens in the new one, but the the new girlfriend like fully slaps the daughter. She Who's is that? a such a bad person. Yes, she's Meredith. like, "You give your sister Meredith. her half of that." Like, I think something like that. Yeah, Meredith. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I mean in the new one, but not physical. I think I liked the one in the new one. Like, I think I would be like, that's probably me. Yeah, that makes sense to me, honestly, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) She's glamorous. I'm just trying to hook up up with this, like, this, like, hot older man. And then all of a sudden, these (laughs) twins that I didn't know about pop in and make my life hell. They are, they're bad. They are bad children. But they're so cute and funny. Mm-hmm. Also, and they just want their parents made me really together. wish I had red hair as a child. <laughs> and now I kind of do, so congrats to me. <laughs> um, don't become, there, don't strive to be Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, I want to be Lindsay Lohan. Um, but actually, well, we'll talk about that after. But um, how do you feel about a 1989 film called Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Oh, I was going to watch it this week and I forgot. Yeah, same. I didn't because get to Because I remember it, but... loving it. Same. But it has really bad reviews online about how, like, all the characters are, too, are like, two-dimensional and, like, <laughs> it all relies on sight gags. And I'm like, yeah, it's almost like it was a children's movie from the late 80s, early 90s. I remember watching it when I was little, but honestly, I, it's like it's been deleted from my brain. I'm like, I think I've seen that. I know I've seen it, but I don't remember a single thing about it. I, I feel like there are parts that would, like, bring it back to you. 
probably I've never seen, seen a trailer oh. for the Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. Oh, yeah. And that seems like it would be way more, like, ridiculous of just this giant Godzilla baby. Maybe we should do an episode about all of them. Of all, all the honey, honey, I did something to the kids. I think there are, like, four of them. Because yeah. there's also Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, where the parents get shrunk and the kids are just in charge. I feel like this could go back to your question of, like, the worst ones, where, like, yeah. the more sequels there are, chances are they're going down, like... Airbuds? Yeah. How many Airbuds are they? Are there? Are they oh, all yeah. good? Pirates of the Caribbean. Think, how many are yeah. there? Are they all oh, good? Yeah. No. Oh, there's a, oh, there's a bunch actually, of yes. Oh, yes. I was gonna say there's a bunch of buddy <laughs> films, which are a spinoff of Airbud, but it's like yes, it's like puppies, and they get into shenanigans, and they are bad, 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 bad. Isn't and, there one that's like Santa buddies? Yeah, there's one for Probably. every holiday. I watch. Um, for Takis, Jaden and I watched the Halloween Buddies, mm-hmm. and it's cuckoo, and it ends with one of the one of the puppies has really bad gas, and Harlan William William is a wizard and tries to cast a spell on one of them, but then the dog farts and it meets the spell and it freezes the wizard, I which can't. is nuts. <laughs> hey, that's amazing nuts. writing. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, I think I also, like, I don't think I should out myself like this on the radio, but I think as a child I was sort of attracted to Rick Moranis. Oh, I'm not attracted to Rick Moranis right now. Okay, okay, okay. That makes me feel better, Sean. Yeah. Because, I don't know, he has a very, he has a very sweet energy in the Honey, Honey Shrunk films. In the Honey Trilogy, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like quadrilogy or whatever um and yeah he just seems like a pretty good dad despite all the scientific mishaps to be honest he's, he's trying okay in the three minutes before the break are there any other favorites or nostalgia films we need to talk about this is talk like about freaky friday but we don't have to <laughs> I wrote well, down to, mr to Magoo bring up Lindsay. with leslie oh, Nielsen. Mr. oh mr McGee. so good I remember wow. I always really forget that, that that's Disney. Little. Yeah. I had to go through the list and I was like, wait. <gasps> it's amazing though. Oh, so many. It's talking of sight gags. Mm-hmm. Oh, or no sight gags in this case. <laughs> I said it and then I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny that an entire film was about a man being blind, but like not yeah, accepting like, it's it. <laughs> so, it's so rude, actually. <laughs> it's true. I don't remember it, the plot of it really. I just remember there was a, like a, a bun- diamond, and somebody was oh. stealing a diamond, and then Mr. Magoo like st- stumbles over it because he can't see anything. But it's Leslie Nielsen, and it's just like adorable, and he's such a good actor on top of everything. Yeah. And like, yeah, brilliant physical comedian, like just for sure could make anything funny. I yeah. think I do remember a thing with a chicken, like him trying to follow directions to like cook a chicken. <laughs> But someone keeps changing the channel to a different... And so he just keeps following the directions of whatever's playing. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember how exactly it worked out, but hey, it was funny. <laughs> I feel like that was even in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Uh-oh, Sean's a little bit frozen. Oh. Um, but yeah, I, I started rewatching Freaky Friday this week. And then I... Um, 
had to turn it off because it was so cringy. Um, Which version did you watch? The, like, newer one. The Lindsay Lohan one? Yeah, the Lindsay Lohan one. Okay, maybe we should just pause and wait for Sean to come back. Sure. Wait, am I not with you? Sean? Hey. (laughs) Sean, are you alive? You guys, can you hear me? Hmm. Usually it doesn't take this long. Usually it comes back faster. Oh, Sean? Hey. Sean, can you hear us? Sean. Hmm. Oh, Sean. Hey. Are you back? I think so. Should we just like... Okay, yeah. I... Yeah, it's, just... I paused... I pause the timer so I know, like, where in the recording it is. Okay. It's, like, right at 24 minutes, pretty much. So I can, it'll be easy enough for me to edit. And okay. we'll just jump back in. Okay, I'm going to start talking about Freaky Friday. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. So one thing I watched this week um, is the the newer Freaky Friday from 2003 with, again, Lindsay Lohan. And I, like, had to turn it off at a certain point because I was so uncomfortable with them in each other's lives and just, like, the the shenanigans that were going on and how inappropriate some of it was. And I used to think it was so funny. And honestly, parts of the movie I still love. But, uh, like, every time the, like, her husband-to-be goes to kiss her when she's Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. And, like, the movie does a good job of her, like, trying to dodge that because she's uncomfortable. But it's just, like, oh, it's so Or the awkward. mom trying to or trying to not kiss Chad Michael Murray. Yes. Whatever and it is. he, like, falls for her so hard. Yeah. Wow. Falls for what he thinks is the mom. That's weird. It's mm-hmm. all, it's honestly all weird. And, like, I don't know. It's, that movie is hard because it's it's kind of funny but then also parts of it you're just like oh no like just even the whole thing with the fact that it happens at a chinese restaurant and like just the whole character of the like mom who who transforms them it's just like oh god this is so 2003 Mm -hmm. i feel like you guys could do a whole episode on Lindsay lohan movies honestly we probably should yeah and please make jeremy be in that one (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, Jared sure does Jeremy. not get to miss that one. <laughs> he, he has to watch an entire week of them. But also, great. like, um, Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis have pretty good chemistry. They do. I thought well, it was a decent movie Jamie can I make it work. It. I feel like it came out in high school. Yeah. Yeah, it was like 2003. Yeah. And I d- did I want to, okay, in hindsight, this is one of those ones where I'm like, oh, young bisexual woman, like, was attracted to Lindsay and wanted to be her. And in hindsight, but at the time, I just thought she was neat. (laughs) She's so neat. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, it is time for us to go take a break, go see what these movies are about, and we'll be right back with more Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. We are going to be talking more live-action Disney movies in just a second. But first, um, do you guys know what what time it is? The time is... Sometime in the afternoon. I can't keep track of anything. Time is meaningless. (laughs) 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 Time's a construct. It's game time, people! (gasps) I've never self-airhorned before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
in case you are just tuning in or have never heard the show before, the game is where normally Jeremy and now I spend so long this week, just so much advanced preparation, (laughs) trying to find a film that these two haven't seen. Uh, I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and then we all have such a good laugh. (laughs) Are you two ready to play the game? Of course. All right, this week's title is Candle Shoe. Candle Shoe. That title again. That title again, Candle Shoe. Okay, I I think I have one. It's totally the right plot. Um, Okay, you know how in Mary Poppins there's the lamplighters? Yes. This is a spinoff, Candle Shoe. I love it. And so, a la lamplighters. They have to light lamps with their shoes, with candles, and there's lots of singing, there's lots of dancing, Uh and there's general hijinks, but essentially it's about the lamplighters that are also candle shoe people. I love it. Wow. (laughs) Candle shoes. Candle shoes. Um, Sean? That's probably right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I believe that it is about um, a private detective who does not appreciate being called a gumshoe because they are allergic to gelatin and just don't are, find gum quite distasteful. So instead they uh, refer to themselves as the candle shoe uh, and they just, you know, solve little crimes, uh, sometimes wax related and, you know, ceilings and things like that. And yeah, that's what it's about. Ugh. Well, great news. You guys were both right in no way, shape, or form. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> I see why Jer likes saying that. It's kind of satisfying to, to throw to that twist us. at you. <laughs> um, okay, Candle Shoe is a 1977 American family adventure film starring David Niven, Helen Hayes, young Jodie Foster, oh. and Leo McKern. The film follows an orphan who aims to assist a couple of con men who attempt to steal an old woman's inheritance money, but instead tries to save the woman's estate. Oh, that's sweet. Thanks. Honestly, it sounds kind of good. Yeah. I'm here for a young Jodie Foster, honestly. Jodie Foster isn't a Disney film? I'm sure. Yeah, isn't she also in the original Parent Trap? No, um, no. Freaky Friday? Oh, no, I've never seen that. She's in one other one that I looked at this week, but I can't remember which one. So I'm I'm a good host for the show, is what I'm saying. I'm well prepared. <laughs> you uh, watch many always, of these movies. Exactly. As always, the game is brought to us by the biggest theater in town, the Kramer. Wow, the Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> The Kramer IMAX Theater at the Saskatchewan Science Center, st- with the screen standing at over 47 Sean's tall. <laughs> oh, what I would give to see Jodie Foster in full school bus form. Oh, yes. Just <laughs> on up screen. to some hijinks with some con men. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get back to our discussion of live-action Disney movies and round off our, our little Disney series here. Um, so... I there's a specific uh subgenre of Disney films that I have myself titled the uh Disney Channel Originals. Yes. Oh. Um have we seen any of these and how do we feel about them? I've seen a few, okay. but not as many as there are because there are a there lot. There are so many. You're Which talking so- 
Yeah. Camp so I should, rock. yeah, I guess I should explain. Yeah. Like your Camp Rocks, your Lizzie McGuire movie, your even Stevens movie, your uh, Cadet Kelly, which Sean brought up not knowing what that was. Okay. Um, what more, is Cadet honestly. Kelly? High School Musical. A hilarious name. <laughs> High School Musical. Okay. Cadet Kelly is about, okay. I actually haven't seen it in a long time. So let's see if I remember. I don't remember exactly why, but uh, Hillary Duff winds up having to go to a military academy. Her mom marries um, the, the commander of the military academy. There you go. And uh, she struggles to fit in because she is a teenage girl and it's the early 2000s, so she is, like, you know, prissy and... Oh, um, she's wearing belts like on the hard. outside of her shirt. Exactly, she's yeah, so many belts. She's got <laughs> she's pom-poms like... in her hair. Um, oh, my gosh. That's all I remember. Ellen, what did I miss? Um, She's layering dresses over jeans. Exactly. She she doesn't really fit in. She's trying really hard. And her new stepdad is always, like, getting on her case. And then she finds, like, not baton twirling, but, like, fake gun twirl thing. I forget what it's called. Right. But it's, like, a fancy dress type thing where they have to, like, twirl their things and then hold them and do, like, a dance. And she's so good at it. And... There's like a competition and she and a friend do the competition and then there's scarves because they add some pizzazz to it. Oh, of course. Oh, I need to rewatch this. I was going to watch it this week. Do you but... guys think that if you watched it, you would be impressed for a second at her gun twirling? Because you know how, <laughs> you know, in things like this, like when Hillary Depp, what's the one where she goes to like singing camp or something? Oh, raise your voice. Yeah. And she's, there's like so an iconic scene that. where she's like supposed to sing her scales and she's like oh like she can't do it and they're making fun of her and then she's like hello, hello, hello. <laughs> and everyone's like whoa she's so good at like riffing and it's so bad but they gaslighted you into thinking it was good at the time when you're a child <laughs> yeah and because yeah. it was the early 2000s so that's like what you heard on the radio yeah well, I'm 100% like, it all sounded like that she did zero gun twirling because, like, if you look at, like, the, the shots, like, any close-ups oh. are, like, here and far away. They're like, oh, is that Hillary Duff in the scene or someone else? <laughs> it's just another small blonde person. <laughs> they're like, it's weird that they only filmed from behind for this <laughs> really good. Exactly. Oh, so accurate. That oh, sounds also, hilarious. The Cheetah Girls. I forgot to include the Cheetah Girls on that list. Yeah. You can't forget them. Or can't. High School Musical. One, school two, musical also and three. Yeah. Which which is the best high school musical? The first one. Yeah. Yeah. Three is pretty uh, good, but you're I right. thought the second was the best one. Or is that <sighs> I feel which, like people people are into What the happens second. in the second one? I forget. Second one well, is like I a only summer know this vacation. because of and the third one's their prom? They're working oh, at a golf you course. You know what? The second one is the best. That's the one I was thinking uh, of. Because friend of the show, Carly Judge, is very into this genre and has talked to me about High School Musical 2 and Camp Rock 2 being the best of those. She's she's letting you hear the good she's word. She's letting me know and she's letting she's she's not laying down quietly. I love that. <laughs> Thank you Carly for your for your fearless work on this. <laughs> um yeah, I uh I was really obsessed with Lizzie McGuire as a child. As I think, you know, many women my age were. Mm-hmm. Um, and in hindsight, like, she's not she's not a great person. Like, she's kind of self-centered and whiny. Um, she's pretty mean to her brother. Her friends are cool, though. Um, 
But the movie is so good and so dumb. Basically, she goes to Italy on a class trip. She looks basically identical to this Italian pop star. Classic. She, this happens all the time. Yeah, it's a, a real life thing. The, a Prince and the Popper situation. <laughs> and then uh, she hit uh, the pop star's singing partner. He has a funny name. Do we know it? No. I don't remember. It's like Claudio or something. <laughs> Um, that's rude of me to say it's a Yeah, I was name, like, that's just, just like a straight up real name, it's but. Just <laughs> it's just a European name, but it sounds funny. It just sounds funny with all these like little American teens saying it. Right. Um, he like sees her and mistakes her for the pop star and then they have like kind of a whirlwind romance. Hot. And it's, and the music is so good. Okay. Full disclosure. Uh. The first time I ever heard um, RuPaul's song "Sachet Chante," what is that? Um, supermodel. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I ever heard that song was because of this movie. Because it's, Hillary it's in, it's, it's in the soundtrack. It's in the yes. It's um it, a montage of her trying on gowns. Oh, because there's a complicated plot where she has to pretend to be the singer. Because the singer doesn't want to sing and she's shy, but then she does it. But so there's a scene where she's like trying on all these gowns and stuff for her performance and that song is playing. Yeah. Hillary likes to find her voice in all of it. <laughs> sure like, does. don't make me sing. Don't. Ah. <laughs> it's so classic. So yeah, um, Hillary Duff got a lot of work from the Disney Channel, I guess is what I'm saying. She did. Oh, yeah. She did. Yeah. Um... Okay, how do we feel about some of the the classics um, that blend? You talked about this a bit, Sean, but some of the classics, so like Mary Poppins, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, like the Absent-Minded Professor films that have that blend of live action and animation. Because I feel like it's one of the most magical things on Earth. For sure. It's per- Discuss. It can be pretty cool. Like, I remember Pete's Dragon. Mm, yeah. Where the dragon is animated but also he can only be seen by pete and when other people will see him he's invisible but he'll do this thing where he's just like walking by a fence and his tail's whacking the fence and so then a normal person just sees the fence being like methodically torn down and they're like oh what's up <laughs> um yeah the, i remembered i don't know i think that's probably okay well done i haven't seen it in a while They probably did a lot of sort of practical, like, Pete's on a string and they yank him in the air or something. Yeah. I feel like they would have had to at that time. Yeah. Because that's the thing. A lot of these movies are from the 60s. The dragon, like, saves a boat because he lights the lighthouse light (laughs) during a storm. You know, I I don't exactly remember the plot. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of the theme of this episode is just us like <laughs> tapping into these deep wells of memory and being like, like, oh, and then that happens. There. Something. <laughs> um, yeah, my fir- I feel like my first exposure to this was Mary Poppins. And that's maybe the one that does it like the most magically. Perhaps? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's because a good that part where they it. go into the chalk drawing. Yeah, yeah. it's so magical. Mm-hmm. With the penguins and the dancing. The penguins. The penguins. And like, or like when they're riding on the, um, riding on those, uh, what is that even called? A merry-go-round? Yeah. 
<laughs> I just forgot the word merry-go-round. I'm losing my mind in case anyone was wondering. What's that happy-go-in-circles um, thing? <laughs> happy-go-in-circles, you know? <laughs> but they're on those horses and then, like, just the texture of the world around them, like – when they're like going along on the on the carousel horses and then the bottom of the like post would like drag in the dirt and it would create this like animated dust mm-hmm. and oh, when yeah. you look at that you're just like someone drew that with their hands yeah i think that movie holds up like today especially mm-hmm. with those animated things and like mm-hmm. mary poppins too tried to like incorporate a little bit of this as well do you like when they go into the bowl yeah, yeah. into the the, or, the tub uh, the tub, but like um, the one where Lin Manuel Miranda is with em- Emily, right? What's her name? Yeah, yeah. Trip the Light Fantastic, like that song. Yeah, that one. And they're yeah, when they do like a cabaret the show, basically. And whatever, oh, yeah. like that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Emily I, Blunt does, was... <laughs> does a, a saucy little routine. Yeah. yeah, it's like almost cabaret. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that is totally an homage to that that like animated piece of the first Mary Poppins. And honestly, I thought that was one of the best parts of the movie mm-hmm. of totally. Mary Poppins too. Yeah. So yeah, I'm into it. And then probably my favorite part of Bedknobs and Broomsticks is when they go under the water when they're going to the animated island and they're like bobbing through the beautiful Bobbing brownie along, sea as they call the it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to watch so, that. <laughs> you got it. I think you'll like it. It's pretty fun. Um, yeah. So I'm a big fan. I think it's so neat and like I kind of wish I guess it kind of happens now with like some of these live action Disney's but it doesn't look animated, right? Because it's like obviously there's a lot of animation happening. CGI. But it's not the animation. same. Yeah, like Difference. so this week I also watched 101 Dalmatians. Oh, which I love. love. But there's like a funny animation part where the puppies slide down a slide mm-hmm. and when they go down the slide they're fully just a cgi dog like yeah. not a not a stitch of a real dog <laughs> it was just weird <laughs> that they had to include it but um i forgot the 101 dalmatians is amazing and oh, it's so good miranda Priestley owes her entire persona to uh corella deville for sure because right. glenn close is doing like very high drag like Fingernails on the outside of her gloves. Every outfit is a show. It's like, and her, she just has this psychotic delivery of everything. And she's just like, take the drawing from Anita. It's so scary. <laughs> yeah. And aren't the um, two henchmen, Hugh Laurie and the dude who plays Arthur Weasley? Okay, yeah. So Something Hugh yes. Laurie and Arthur Weasley, like, commit a home invasion against Mrs. Wilson. Like, <laughs> she's the nanny. They lock her in a cupboard. Yeah, it's pretty violent, honestly. It's yeah. kind of scary. Um, and, like, Glenn, at one point, like, Corella DeVille takes a pitchfork and is viciously stabbing a haystack because yeah. she thinks puppies are in. And it was very frightening. Yeah, I think I was pretty scared of this movie as a child, and I've just kind of repressed that. <laughs> because now I'm like, I love it, and I've always loved it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess... In adulthood, I'm realizing that Glenn Close did amazing in that film. And Emma Stone's supposed to play Corel DeVille, like, next year. And I don't know how I feel because I'm like, honestly, Glenn should just do it again. (laughs) Yeah, like, we still have Glenn. It's it's a bit of the Gilbert Gottfried effect. It's like... Even though she's, like, 90, she could still strap herself into a a patent leather boot or whatever. I feel like Emma Stone is too young to be Cruella. 
I feel like Cruella needs to be a little older, you know? Maybe that'll be but part of the, like, But I guess how old was Glenn when she twist. did it? Maybe she wasn't that much older. Maybe. I don't know. There's something about that character that I'm like, she just needs to have some maturity to her. <laughs> yeah, she... And she... Yeah, she does need to be... She needs to be an older gal. Um, also, for some reason, the nanny is like a pregnancy seer. Like, oh, yeah. she looks at, like, a woman or a dog and just is like, she's pregnant. <laughs> like, she just knows. Yeah, it's, it's a very some, weird like, witchy, like, aspect to this nanny. I feel like it's kind of some, like, essential femininity BS. Like, because she's a domestic laborer and, like, has worked in this world of women's nonsense for, like, 30 years. She's she like, just knows. She just gets that satisfied smile on her face and you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's not... How it works, and also not how everyone feels about pregnancy. Um, okay, does anyone have any final thoughts that they need to get out before we move into what you're watching? No. Okay, we stand open discourse, so I didn't want anyone to feel stifled, you know? Uh, okay, now it is time, as we end the episode, uh, for a little segment that we like to call What You Watching. So, pals, what you watching? Well, Nothing. I took your advice from a couple weeks ago and watched um, a series called The Other Two um, on Crave. So happy. It is amazing. The writing is so funny. Um, it's about, yeah, like uh, some siblings, they're, the two of them are older and they're trying to get into showbiz and they're kind of like self-absorbed and not great people. And then their little brother becomes like a Justin Bieber, like, viral youtube star and they get stepped along with his like celebrity and but he's like such a nice kid and they're garbage people um (laughs) yeah it's like such a funny plot and yeah the writing is so funny i was losing it and there's a really amazing plane scene where they decide to drop his album while they're all (laughs) while they're all trapped on a plane with his fans but then all of this like Family drama comes out and the air conditioning's off, so everyone is soaking wet with sweat. And it's just like a hellish landscape. It's and they're like live so streaming funny. the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so ridiculous and so funny. Yeah. So How I much very you much love Molly Shannon. That. Yeah, Molly Shannon got so dark. <laughs> but she's so freaking funny. She's so funny. Anyway, well, I'm so, so I'm very excited it. for the season two of that. Same. Because I will be watching. Great. Ellen, what you been watching? Um, I don't think Jeremy or I talked about it last week. If, if I have, I'm, I'm so sorry. But Child of the Show is really into this movie on Disney Plus right now called Dinosaur. And it's just like, mm. just dinosaur. I, have think, you... I think you mentioned it really briefly, but okay. not very much. So go for so it. So I can go more in depth because we've seen it now like seven more times since the last time we spoke. And this is probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen because it is, it's like, what? Okay. It's an early CGI movie of Mm -hmm. dinosaurs. The color palette is grays and browns. And that is it. It is the like worst looking movie I've ever seen. And like the CGI does not. Yeah. And the CGI does not look great. I remember at the time, everyone made such a big deal about, like, they've made the dinosaurs as realistic as they could possibly be. And that's, and like, why it has such a boring and color. Then there were and, it's, and then there were feathers, exactly. But it doesn't age well at all because, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. go on. No, it's just, 
It starts out with um, this egg. Okay, her favorite part is there's a dinosaur hiding in the book in the in the bush, and the dinosaur comes out. It's like a T Rex type dinosaur, and like roars at them, and she's like, "Mommy, look! Oh my gosh, the dinosaur!" <laughs> but then in that, um, there's like hijinks that ensue. That um, an egg gets transported to this little island that only has um, monkeys on it. And then it turns out this giant dinosaur is hatched from the egg and grows up with the monkeys. And then he's just such a kind-hearted person, because, or kind-hearted dinosaur, because he's <laughs> raised by these monkeys. And then, like, pretty much Armageddon happens, and they have to run away from their island. And he encounters more dinosaurs that are more like him. And he's just the kindest person, but there's a mad dinosaur that's leading the pack. And they're being chased by T-Rexes the whole time. And it is the worst. And I've seen it every day for seven days. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Worst co- color palette. Not a great story. I've already spent too much time on it, guys. <laughs> but it's so fascinating how kids will just, like, attach themselves like to something the like that. like, this is the thing I like now. Yep. Wow. Pretty much. That's cool that she likes the part with the T-Rex, though, too. So she's obviously brave. Yep. It's not even a T-Rex. It's something, it's like a different version of a T-Rex. Mm. It's giant and it has teeth. So, like, mm. I'm not Very. a paleontologist. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ellen. <laughs> Dr. Ellen, I presume. I'm not <laughs> correcting her. <laughs> okay. I know I've talked about this show 1,000 times on the show before, but I just wanted to say a tearful farewell to beloved show Shit's Creek because I was trying to pace myself, but I went through the whole final season so fast. And then they made a little documentary um, at the end about about the final season and how they all felt about it ending. And when I tell you guys that I cried, I cried so hard and I was like, this show's supposed to be funny. Wow. But like there's this moment. Um, it's it's called like, I think, I don't know, goodbye farewell or something. And there's this moment where um Eugene Levy is watching his daughter, who plays Twyla on the show, film her final scene, and he's like got his little headphones on, and then he just breaks down crying watching her final scene because it like all hits him at once. And there's something specific about watching Eugene Levy cry. That I did not expect to hit me, but it really hit me, you guys. Aww. He'll get his eyebrows all wet. His eyebrows all moving and, <laughs> uh, and like, they talk about, there's some really interesting stuff because they talk about, like, how Catherine O'Hara, like, totally came up with the idea for the accent and the wigs. Um, I have been working on my Moira Rose impression, but it's not good enough to be on the radio yet. Um, <laughs> I'll write a part for you and do a play. Because... Yeah, can we please? How's your Alexis, Sean? I feel like you could do Alexis. <laughs> Say that. David. Um, uh, but they also, like, focus on um, some interesting stuff about, like, kind of the politics of the show and how they basically created, like, this world without homophobia in which the queer characters can sort of just, like, exist. And, like, it's, like, not – it's not, like, ignoring that homophobia exists, but rather just allowing those characters to, like, exist in this way that it's not always about shame and sadness and stuff. And when they, like, they interviewed a lot of fans and just listening to people talk about how much it meant to them, it was, like, 
Oh, it was really beautiful and I, I really liked it. So, I mean, if any listeners out there at this point have not checked out Shit's Creek, which I don't know how you haven't, you you need to because it needs Get to happen. Into that. Uh-huh. I think we lost Sean again. He looks What? Awesome. <laughs> oh, Sean? Hi. He's gone again. Ugh, uh-huh. We have like three minutes left. Um, Is there anything else that you've been watching that you want? Oh, hi, Sean. Hey. I'm I paused. I paused us again. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, we have like three minutes left. Is there anything else that you want to talk about or can talk about? I'm still plugging away on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and I still haven't gotten to the new season, but they're engaged now. So <laughs> I'm like getting through it. I cannot, I cannot skip over it. It's just delightful. Every episode I'm just like, yep, I have to watch this one too. Yeah, that's so cute. I love that. <laughs> Um, so I'm continuing at the the Marvel Universe, plugging away. Um, it is making me understand inside jokes that that happened in the last because I really only watched like the last four, yeah, and just was like, okay. And now there's suddenly just like I'm understanding the things. I'm becoming a Marvel nerd. It's How very, does it feel? It feels good, except there's some that I'm like. Doctor Strange, I don't need you. <laughs> so are you watching them in order? Like, what? what yeah, I'm doing? watching them in the order that, like, in the universe. Uh-huh, okay, yeah. So, How, are you glad you did it that way? I think so. I kind of want to try it, but it's just so many movies. It's pretty daunting, but since I have literally nothing to do, I've just well, been doing yeah. one a day. And well, yeah, like I not. Was... Not a one of them is under two hours. So well, exactly. Actually... Like, there's so much. Yeah. And I thought I was off school for another, like, two weeks, but I have classes next week. <laughs> so... You're doing spring? <laughs> they really, they really, yeah, I'm doing spring and summer. They really just snuck up on me. So I'm like, oh, all this free time that I had, it it's was gone. limited. It was limited. Okay, well, that is all the time we have for this week. I'd like to give a shout-out to Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna. My co-hosts, Sean, and the lovely Ellen, thank you for joining us. Everyone at CJTR for keeping the station going, and to you, our beloved listeners. The show is broadcast Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, and we're available as a podcast on CJTR's website and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Make sure to check out CJTR's website to listen to all of the great shows that we produce because people are doing um, lots of great work from home. Um, Stay safe. And have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.